This is Kelsey Larrick. Welcome to Ignore the Headlines with Stephen Ullman and lesser-known guests like myself. Kelsey, thank you for joining. I know that there's like 14 other things you probably need to or want to be doing right now. To be honest, CrossFit, something, but you're here. And I have you captive for like the next 20 minutes. So thank you. I'm excited to be here. You are uh, 13 of the 14 top things I could be doing right now. So I'm glad to be here. Oh, okay. All right, deal. Um, so uh, give the people 60 seconds on your background, like last 15 years or so, and then what you're up to like right now. Uh, last 15 years or so is all entrepreneurial activities. Never really had a quote unquote real job after college. Uh, the last six years has been e-commerce, uh, figuring out what I want to be when I grow up. And that looks a lot like uh, a partner and uh, founder in 365 Holdings, which is an e-commerce holding company. Uh, my partner, Justin, runs the day-to-day. He's our COO and president. I'm the CEO working on strategy, M&A, capital allocation. And I get to do fun stuff like go on podcasts. Yeah. Um, well, I had the joy of attending Holtco Conf, and I got to know your better half. Uh, not not your wife, your 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 work wife. Um, and you've uh, you've got a good one. He's uh, he's awesome. And I've got a few. I make of those... the joke that uh, it it is like another marriage, um, just without like the sex part. But like you're basically yeah. married. Yeah, for sure. Without that, but um, it's uh, it's fun to see people shine in the things that we are bad at or hate, and that they enjoy. It's like, oh, like, it's, thank you so much for being good at those things and, and not putting it on me. Um, We're fortunate to have found each other. Yes, yes. Um, so I am. Uh, I'm in a group text with you and some other people, and you all have bought many businesses. I think everyone has at least bought three or four. I'm the low man on the totem pole. I have recently purchased one and have another offer out, but I'm I'm playing catch up. I've been more of a starter. You uh, are many transactions deep, six, seven-ish. Six that will count. Unfortunately, there are um many more purchase agreements than that, but that uh, aren't material to a conversation. Got it. So we'll count, we'll count the six. And you have financed those through SBA, cash, seller note. Those have been the main sources, how you've funded those acquisitions. Yep, that's correct. And in some cases, um, the cash was through leveraging existing businesses uh, in e-commerce, the fintech providers make it relatively easy to lever future revenue in the form of revenue-based financing or inventory in the form of purchase order financing. So sometimes our, our version of quote-unquote cash was really just levering up the working capital needs of an existing asset to create cash to then kind of double down on, on growth. But yes, um, from a balance sheet perspective, it looks like cash SBA and seller debt. Got it. So um, can you comment on um, or like a range of like size of transactions or uh, to give yeah. people just, I mean, obviously if you've used SBA, I don't know if you've completely utilized all of what you can from an SBA perspective. <laughs> just today I signed all the papers to retop us off at that, that cap because we had paid yeah. down some principal. It's unfortunate the bank wants their money back. 
they were kind mm-hmm. enough to lend it to me again. Um, so we, we we're back to the cap uh, of five million. But um, smallest purchase price that maybe exists in our ecosystem today was probably five hundred thousand dollars. Biggest was several million. Um, yeah. Kind of a, a range in between. Uh, we've done full price. We've done a fraction of asking price. We've done over asking price. We've done heavy earnout. We've done mostly cash. Like we've done every kind of variation there is um, in one way, shape, or form. We've done um, long established. We've done turnarounds and everything between. Yeah. So seemingly you've bought and uh, run kind of a wide spectrum from a, a financing and like a, a history of the business. Like, you kind of hit along a pretty decent spectrum, but you and I, um, although it's all e-com, like I you know, appreciate that, but just in terms of you know, historical financials and acquisition price and funding, like you've done a lot of different things within that you know, context. So I'd say we're like right down the fairway of like SMB e-commerce. I don't think um, there's a whole lot that we haven't seen that fits the quote unquote small business e-commerce landscape. Yeah. And so you and I were in Cleveland and we were, you know, enjoying adult beverages and thank you for coming, by the way, it was great to have you in town. It was awesome. I signed up 2023 the first day that it was open. So I'm, I, Hey, let the record show that I was the first ticket ever bought for 2020. This is true. You actually saw a preview link and you checked out before it was official. So I, I appreciate that very much. It means right. a lot. I'll never forget it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and being there genuinely, I mean, as I'm not trying to be like over humble, uh, but I felt kind of like low man on the totem pole in that ecosystem of people that were there and everyone was so humble and helpful and favorite conference I've ever been to. So you and John did a great job on that. And I'll be there next year. So um, one of the things that we talked about was uh, the independent sponsor structure as a different way to transact, most typically on a a business that's going up market, much larger um, price tag, right? So I'd love to talk about that and to dive into why maybe you're considering utilizing that structure in the future. And so for people that don't know what that is, do you want to give them the rundown? For sure. So in the um, typical world of entrepreneurship through acquisition, ETA, um, there are a couple of like common paths. So one is those words mean nothing to you and you're just a purebred entrepreneur and you decided to go buy businesses and you didn't know there was a, a name called entrepreneurship through acquisition. You never heard of a search fund. That's me and I think it's a lot of people, but it's becoming this like popular thing. You can go to business school and take classes in it. It's certainly popular on the internet, uh, Twitter and other places. Um, the notion of being an entrepreneur, not by starting, but via acquisition of a small business is becoming trendy. Um, mm-hmm. On the other end of the spectrum of traditional private equity has been buying businesses largely through levered buyouts for the last 50, 60 years. And I've long thought that there's this, um, no man's land between that which is SBA financeable and that which private equity can chase. And usually it gets less into maybe um, the financial metrics. Like, sure, everybody has their deal criteria. I want a million dollars of EBITDA or five, whatever this number is. There's usually a gap between um, 
appropriate multiple on a small business that's SBA financeable and the multiple and cash flow of a private equity business. So say our small business world kind of taps out around that million-ish, give or take. So you put a 5X on that, 5 million bucks, pretty full price. And private equity is going to say, hey, look, we like businesses with two or three million at the low end. But really when they say that, they really mean four or five. And right. so even if you take two or three times a reasonable multiple, call it five or six, you get prices that are 10 to 15 million. They're just really, really hard. I've always called it like no man's land of like, where are there people that can afford to buy this, buy these businesses and how do they finance them? And I think that um, existing operators that can understand the independent sponsor ecosystem have a good opportunity to go trade chase those deals down. So an independent sponsor is really just um, a fundless private equity firm. Instead of having a committed pool of capital, there's somebody, an entrepreneur, who plays uh, the GP or general partner of the firm, and they go out and they line up a deal and they line up money. And they're the sponsor of that transaction, hence independent sponsor. Uh, it's actually a relatively um, large ecosystem. It's in so much that there's a conference that you and I will both be at this fall, but those listening, it's um, in Dallas in October. It's called the McGuire Woods Independent Sponsor Conference. You go to that conference and everybody knows all of these things. They understand private equity. They probably don't even understand maybe the world that you and I are in of like SBA loans and small business. That's kind of, I don't want to say beneath them. It just doesn't hit their radar. It's like a smaller asset than they would consider to be a business, so to speak. Um, but independent sponsors, they, you, you raise the debt, you raise the equity, you close the transaction. It's a one-off transaction. It's larger than the typical SBA deal, maybe a little smaller than a typical private equity deal, or at least on the low end thereof. Uh, but what I found was fascinating, that I just don't think is well known. I think the reason you wanted to talk about this is there is a whole ecosystem of debt and equity providers set up to capitalize those transactions. They want operators that understand e-commerce or HVAC or SaaS or roofing or automotive repair or like insert any industry you want. They want seasoned operators, executives, entrepreneurs to find and organize transactions at appropriate prices and they want to back them. Um, how do you do it? Well, there's a lot to be done there, right? You got a secure transaction. There's a lot to have to do. Um, especially I think those deals will feel competitive in that they're scratching at the private equity um, world and maybe expectations, uh, multiples and things might be a little hard to do, but um, that is a ecosystem that exists between the ETA world and the formal kind of high finance private equity world is, is the independent sponsor world. And so you'll have firms that are one, two, three guys and a website, um, and they are raising debt and equity on a deal by deal basis with a thesis in a space. Yeah. It's an experience in that space. So that was like a masterclass on the the overview of that that was like really well thought out and that little like two or three minute soundbite it was worth the price of admission so if you're listening thank kelsey later so that's it's really great because most people come from a background where they understand one piece of this entire ecosystem or zero like i actually um got to have coffee with a guy this morning who's so green he's excited <laughs> he wants to leave corporate he wants to buy a business and there's not much else, you know, and, and so I was pointing to resources and podcasts. And um, so, you know, for me, I, my, my experience really in this whole world was at a software company that was bought by a private conglomerate, a healthcare conglomerate. And that was really my first foray into M&A. And I was somewhat involved in that process, maybe even more than I should have been, but very educational. And so I have 
had to self-educate and ask questions from, you know, friends and really learn the different, um, the different options that exist. And um, so I'm, I'm curious for you, why out of, of all the options and ways to buy businesses and sizes and shapes, why is now the right time for you to potentially utilize this structure? Is it that you feel like you now, after the, um, the amount of time you've spent in e-com as an operator, Holdco, acquiring, that you've built enough operational excellence to be credible? Or is there something, you know, how would you go about explaining that? I think we, um, as an organization, and Justin and I as founders and leaders of an organization, would certainly have at this point enough track record and resume to um, get to the table for an independent sponsor transaction of an e-commerce business. Um, mm -hmm. That I'm certain is the case. Um, and I think that goes for anybody that's, that's a successful quote unquote entrepreneur. If you're running a business and you're scaling it and growing it and hiring and you're achieving, um, independent sponsor capital providers want you they, like you are who they need because they just write checks. Like they need somebody that can go run a business. Um, and that is, um, had a proven operator has a track record and they're looking for people to back. So like, there's no reason that somebody with, um, the right resume shouldn't think that they can go pursue this. You, you definitely can. Uh, I also have the, the deal-making bent and experience, which is kind of the other thing you need to get to the table there. So like that makes a lot of sense to us opportunistically. Um, what I've come to decide for myself around our growth track in e-commerce, I look at what we've done well, where we've had challenges and what has gone um, kind of poorly from like a struggling perspective of growth. And I'm trying to think out two, three, four, five years into the future of I understand where we are and how we got here and the future, you know, but the quote of what got you here won't get you there. Like what, what is the future? And we are at this impasse of we've maxed that SBA and we've used some of like the, the FinTech providers. We, we have only founders equity. There's no outside capital in the business. I don't really want to dilute us. Um, mm. What is the right way to thoughtfully grow and maintain this asset that we have? And then also give us opportunities to diversify and grow outside of the core business. And I'm just fascinated by the independent sponsor model. I think that, um, we can continue to build the business that we have with only uh, ourselves, our lenders, and our employees to answer to, but then also take that resume and skill set and be able to take it to another platform business on the transaction and be able to be a value added, um, let's say, board or leadership team that partners with managers and operators that are running that business full time. No, you mm -hmm. can't really run two businesses full time uh, unless you're Steve Jobs, and I'm not Steve Jobs. Um, so what does that look like? That looks like running 365 holdings every day and then having um, a once a week phone call with the CEO of XYZ that is right. um, an independent sponsor transaction backed by the founders of 365 holdings. Um, I think that is a great challenge I'm interested in pursuing and um, paves just an awesome road for growth opportunities for our team and just a lot to follow from that. So yeah, I'm, I'm pursuing that because I think it's a great idea. Cool. So. Um, I'm thinking about this a lot too, and um, the, the the offer. Let me hop back to just one thing real quick. So the other challenge that is just readily apparent to me is um, it is very hard to finance um, an e-commerce business. There's, there's no assets. The banks don't love us. Um, if you're not on a venture scale growth track of 
25 to 30% year over year, if there's not some like really beautiful growth story that makes it very obvious that you're setting up for some humongous exit, um, it is hard to back with debt capital, a conservative year over year clip of a growth rate, uh, call it Kager 10 or 15%. And so I get bored really easily and I need something to do. And so if we're going to grow this business at 10 or 15%, there's only so many moving pieces on the chessboard. We don't have millions of dollars to just plowing the new stuff because uh, there's no bank that will give us that kind of money. And we're trying to work out for retained earnings and paying down debt and kind of like slow, steady compounding. But this is our slow, steady compounding asset because it kind of has to be. I don't want to sell any equity and I can't find anybody that wants to lever us up any more than we, we already are. Um, I have something to do. <laughs> I'll get bored. Uh, and I can only host one conference a year. So um, it's also kind of real reality for us in e-commerce. I just think that a different capital structure for different goals could make sense in my my life if you're in um a more asset intensive business where like you can readily finance your opco and like you can get scale into the five six eight ten twelve fifteen twenty million dollars of conventional debts um that's beautiful you might like the the need to go build a second platform business with a different capitalization different incentive structure isn't as needed whereas for me uh i either get to go really slow which is what we're doing my mind is really slow, at least. Everything to me is like done in, in six minutes. Um, either I got to slow down uh, or I got to like change our, our goals and our capitalization. I don't want to do that. So it's like this avenue to accomplish um, the speed that I'm addicted to um, while not compromising kind of the purpose of compounding this core asset. That's really good. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and I mentioned earlier that I have one other offer out and it's under what is similar to an independent kind of an independent sponsor structure um, there's a little bit of nuance to it but for me i'm you know we have a friend that says that he's a professional opportunist which i've started to adopt in explaining what i do and really this structure for me is simply the ability to go up market like it's just yeah. all it is is that so when i say independent sponsor i do mean like the um quote unquote, independent sponsor proper, meaning the capital formation firms that focus on this as a business practice. In theory, um, you and me get a credit card and 10,000 bucks and we go like, quote unquote, independent sponsor, some little deal on microacquire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, we, we organize the capital and we put somebody in business and we own it. That's, like, that's quote unquote, <laughs> independent sponsor. It's like this like structure. Um, yeah. Technically, like, Anything that's not a private equity fund is kind of an independent sponsor, I guess. Um, And I I think there's like principally, like you can take the ideas of that and bring it down market and look at people doing like searcher partnerships um, that'll like let a searcher sign an SBA loan and they'll put up the capital and there's this waterfall of preferred returns. Like, sure, that's a quote unquote independently sponsored transaction between somebody with cash and somebody willing to sign an SBA loan. Um, And so it, it is a term that I feel like gets applied broadly. I think for my purposes of this conversation, just for those in the audience that um, want clarity on it, like there are people that that is a uh, a proper noun versus like it's it's Kleenex, right? It's like it's a thing, uh, not just a way to describe something happening. Very good. Yeah, that's really clarifying. Um, so thanks for saying that, because I think that um, even even as I started to think about this many months ago, just even information and commentary that's out there is pretty varied. So I think it's great to 
um, so I'll plug them. The, the best resource is the McGuire Woods um, conference, and they have a survey they put out that I think it's fantastic. Like, go on their mm-hmm. website, give them your email address, their law firm. Uh, they're not going to market to you that hard, candidly. Uh, the, the conference yeah. is 200 bucks. They're not hard selling anybody, so I would go check it out. But uh, the PDF is like a survey of comp, debt and equity structures, growth rates, exits. I'm probably missing a few things I'm doing this top of mind, but like, you want to know like what is norm, what is market, what is typical like whole playbook is laid right out there you can just like go find a, a transaction with three million dollars of EBITDA take that survey and back into how to capitalize it how to compensate yourself and who to ask for the money and like it will all be there uh to reverse engineer it's a really great pdf that i would say everybody should check out yeah they are kind of best in class on on information around this um okay so um i think that uh, really mainly you, not me. Like you, you really provided the value here today, Kelsey. So thank you. Thank um, you. I, I kept this moving. Uh, really, uh, really good. I the last question I'll ask about this, which we can go through quick, and then we'll we'll dive into the end. Is where does that end? Like for you, mm-hmm. and and if you try yeah. to like tell the future, like, hey, I think I could do one of these at a time. Yeah. Or maybe more. And like, how, how does that play out, do you think? Yep. So I will say this, the independent sponsor capital providers, the folks you go get your debt and equity from, uh, do have a traditional private equity timeline. They want their capital back in three to five years. Um, in theory, you could maybe buy them out through some negotiated structure, but then you have this like principal agent problem and some first party negotiations. It's kind of assumed that like, we're going to sell this thing. And the incentives are really built in such a way that you want to sell it for maximum value to a third party, likely a private equity firm or strategic, like you've taken this thing from like sub lower middle market firmly into lower middle market, and it's going to sell for a multiple expansion and growth of EBITDA story. Like that's the goal is to sell that thing. So in my mind, uh, if 365 Holdings is kind of my life's work, hopefully, and it's this long-term compounding thing that is my career, uh, if I could also run an independent sponsor business simultaneous, uh, I think they'll have different types of outcomes. Like there's not a whole lot of cash flow in an independent sponsor model, but in three years, it might be a big payday or four years. Mm. Um, and so I look at those kind of balancing my own um, goals and entrepreneurial kind of risk reward. Um, it just a scratch. Uh, they both have their, their own kind of dynamics. Um, so I, I would kind of just note that for anybody thinking about it, there, it, it's unlikely to go find very long-term patient capital in the quote unquote proper independent sponsor market. Is there are exceptions probably, but this market is built around more private equity norms and less like the hold co long-term capital norms. Yep, exactly. Awesome. All right. So we will wrap it up, uh, do something that I call entertain the audience. Uh, so it can be a story. It can be something that your kid said that was hilarious. It can be a Netflix show. Entertain, entertain me and, and entertain us. The most entertaining thing I've witnessed is uh, not appropriate for uh, a video podcast, but my wife is currently training our soon-to-be three-year-old. Uh, and if you've never seen a three-year-old running around with just a shirt, he's a boy, and nothing on underneath and everything that goes along with that, uh, in the front yard, neighbors walking by, um, in all of, all of little boys', boys glory, um, that was an embarrassing and um, exciting and interesting time of life to witness. And uh, nothing more exciting than using the potty. It's funny. We haven't talked about this. So my three-year-old son literally is three weeks in to potty training, doing the same we're f- thing. Five days in. We're, we're five days. Yeah. So yeah. Same, same place. Thoughts and prayers. And uh, 
we we have uh, we've had some success over the last few days. So I'm feeling feeling pretty good. So Congratulations. Yeah, it, it is funny when the kids are running around the neighborhood and there's maybe not enough clothes on. Oops. His older brother's uh, clothes, so they they hop in like the little uh, four wheeler uh, power wheels kind of thing. I'm like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, uh, thank you for spending time talking to me. I appreciate it. Uh, this is a topic selfishly that I'm really, really interested in, and I'll get to see you in a few weeks. Uh, we'll we'll really be focused on it. Um, if anybody wants to contact you, uh, it, just reach out to Justin. Is that what it is? Or... <laughs> uh, Twitter or, or LinkedIn are, are easy ways to find me. Uh, if you're interested in HoldCoConf, check out tw- Twitter or HoldCoConf.com. Uh, for that, but uh, DMs are open and I love uh, hearing from people. So please reach out if I can help in any way. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Good to see you.